Oh, God damn it. I already stopped. Fucking Keep it. it. <laughs> already ruined anyways. Who cares? Try this one. Yeah, there it is. You're listening to the Is It Safe podcast with your code names of Luke, Matt, J. Scott, and Michael Govier. Settle in because this one's going to be intense. Michael Govier, welcome in. Thanks for tuning in to the Hey, It's Not Safe podcast. What podcast is this? Man, I am all fucked up today. My brain's at 10 different places. It's Is It Safe Pod with uh, your fellow guests, Matt, Scott, Luke, and myself. And we're here on a second to last day of 2020. Guys, you feeling the uh, crunch of this year? You ready for a fresh 2021? Mm-hmm. It's an arbitrary cycle here. <laughs> Definitely. It's so arbitrary. My girlfriend and I even made greeting cards to give to a couple family members. <laughs> just to be, arb- you know, just because it's arbitrary. That's really beautiful, dude. Wow. Yeah. A New Year greeting card? You know, yeah. it was like one of these shutterfly things, like, um, you know, a, a stupid picture of me. Like, it, oh, no, it was charming. I shouldn't say it was stupid, but you know, like me holding her in the in, in the middle of Palmer Park. Like, hey, cheers <laughs> to twenty twenty one. I don't know. I just I had to I had to cap it off. You know, I had the Christmas spirit. I had the the somewhat feigned but mostly authentic Christmas spirit going th- this year, and so we just. We closed it out with a welcome to 2021 shutterfly card. But did you, is it because you blew it and didn't do a Christmas card and you fucked up and then you had to, you're like, maybe I should have done something. That's not a fuck up. Yeah, no, it's because I've never done that kind of thing. And then we had a friend send us one. I'm like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like a buck a card. And I don't know. Maybe it makes, it makes your, family members think you're some sort of adult if you oh, just yeah, you went you went up a, a <laughs> yeah a you just notch. you just dropped 23 dollars on like 10 shutterfly cards and my mom's <laughs> gonna you know shit a brick <laughs> <laughs> what's the i'll be here all night the, uh, talking about shutterfly let's let's get, really get into this what's the conversation <laughs> what's the conversation that ends up with your friend being like oh dude it's only a dollar were you, uh, were you like, man, you didn't have to send me a card and spend all that money? And he's no. like, oh, dude, it's just a dollar through shut. And you're like, oh, shit, that gives me an idea. Yeah, no, we just uh, ended up with a card in the mail with her and her her husband on it with their, you know, cute dogs that just said whatever the hell it said. And so you just go to Shutterfly. And Very you, memorable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. So yeah, man, the Shutterfly. <laughs> shout out, shout out the Shutterfly. This pod is after my Shutterfly because I've only said it's twenty-one times so far. Yeah, use the code. Is it safe yeah. <laughs> for zero percent off your order? If we had any listeners, I would be worried we'd have to censor that. Well, I think we're fine there. Nobody cares. Yeah, money, delicious. Let's talk money. By the way, let's get us a Bitcoin chatter. Bitcoin is exploding. But nobody seems to know what Bitcoin is. I mean, there's people who are psychos about it. I think there was a, a John Oliver episode. You guys ever see that one? Where there's like the guy in the office who's always talking about Bitcoin. That was a pretty. Yeah. 
I can't remember which episode that was, but it's pretty funny. But because he's, I, mean, I think we all have a friend like that or an acquaintance. Yeah, I, I don't use it. Um, it's something that I've just kind of uh, took oh, a dark on for investing but i don't know anything about it other than where is it actually used like uh what, what transactions like does it pop up somewhere like you pay by visa paypal yeah, so you can get Bitcoin. on silk road and uh order a oh, Silk road what it, yeah. is that real yeah. no they shut that down but so people buy um, that's where you can, tra- you can transport yourself back in time and get on silk road with the power Ooh, of bitcoin good god sounds awesome <laughs> i do know you get get some heroin and a hit start your smuggling Uh, ring (laughs) well the thing about it is that it it is now more mainstream there was an nfl player who got paid partially in bitcoin the other day the first professional athlete to take his salary in part uh as a cryptocurrency pretty wild you guys ever been to amar pizza in hamtramck yeah they have a a bitcoin atm there really what (laughs) yeah is that the yeah. place that does that? Was that the place on that was featured on one of those pizza shows? And they do like a very, really different pizza style. Bangladeshi. Like Indian, Bangladeshi, Bangladeshi. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's Bitcoin crypto uh, ATMs like that, like Matt described in Hamtramck. And I've never seen one, but in more, uh, probably in New York City, they're probably all over the place. More advanced places. Bitcoin, California, San Francisco, I'm sure. Uh, in Silicon Valley, there's probably Bitcoin ATMs all over the place. Plus, there's other cryptocurrencies, so it gets more confusing with Ethereum and Litecoin. And then there's Bitcoin Cash, which is Bitcoin, but it's like a, a dumbed-down cash ver. It just like starts getting really fucking confusing. But I I've do got, know there's a lot I've of money to be made. I've got a buddy who's like way into the Ethereum, and then he's tried to explain the difference between that and Bitcoin, and I just completely <laughs> lost <laughs> Well, yeah. he's like he's into the ride because it's a ride it's like gambling to me like it just sounds like a classic gambler it's like oh yeah i'm just gonna double down a little bit longer <laughs> mm-hmm. it was here but it could be here <laughs> you know yeah, yeah it's, it's, its own it's its own market you could be basically like betting on it and also i you until i realized how i could actually cash out in my bovada account for sports gambling uh, I, and I was like, I want re- quote unquote real money for my chief Super Bowl win in 2020. But I real that I realized Bitcoin might be the way to go. So I set up the wallet and, uh, you know, it, it got to about step 13 and I kind of petered out. So <laughs> I don't know. What, what is it, Mike? What, what is, what am I, what am I doing wrong? I got the wallet. I, I'm. I don't. <laughs> it's, like, it's like every other aspect of our life. So an empty wallet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I'm just. Got Doesn't matter what currency we're dealing in. The wallet's empty. Okay. Now I had, got, yeah, I had twenty dollars. Now I got a wallet. Yeah, I've got two empty wallets now. One's virtual. Yeah, that's true. Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. I do know that the wallet is just a place to keep it, but it can be offline, so people can't like hack into it. Online situations, like uh, Coinbase. Coinbase is one of the biggest exchanges there is, and you basically are just buying and selling and trading it like you would a stock or any other type of uh, uh, thing. You know, uh, that's why having a wallet is for par- paranoid people because maybe you want to have some online, but then you also want to have this offline wallet, which is basically a hard drive that just stores Should, your Bitcoin. Shouldn't it be a change purse, not a wallet? It's <laughs> a coin purse. Yeah, that's perfect. You're coin right. purse. It should that's- be a coin purse. 
I never called it that as far as I know, but I do know that there's a lot of money to be made right now. Uh, people are really cashing in because it's $20,000 now per Bitcoin. And it was, it was $10,000 a couple months ago. So it's See, skyrocketed. The reason huh. why it doesn't make sense to me is because we're, maybe it's because it's just our frame of reference, but it, we're still always referring to what it means in, you know, fiat currency is that, yeah. that's what i learned from that medium article that scott sent around <laughs> fiat currency mm. you know and you still need a bank to get value out of it unless you want to buy a maserati from a dealer in newport beach california or whatever well the one who accepts bitcoin an exchange <laughs> exchange will give you value for it too yeah so I, coinbase has their exchange then they're all app based and that's it and they're not a bank, but they also is no guarantee that your stuff is safe in there. If you're putting tens of thousands of dollars in Coinbase. Uh, if things, if they go bankrupt or something, bye, it's gone. There's no protections at all. There's no regulations. I mean, there's no FDIC for these crypto currencies. So you're really putting yourself at risk, but you're hoping that maybe you can make some money and get out. Uh, other people are hoping to keep it for 30 years and watch it skyrocket to $500,000 in terms of fiat currency. So I don't know. Uh, I do think that it is here to stay, but where the other coins like Ethereum that Matt mentioned start to do other things for specific types of transactions, that's where things get a little more complicated. Like you only would use a certain coin to do medical uh, transactions or for just very specific um, professional types of uh, situations for making and buying and selling goods or trading goods. So. That's where it gets a little more weird. But Bitcoin is supposed to be universal. And the whole blockchain and like how the transactions are verified is they're always real. The problem is they are slow. So they're not as fast. And they're looking to make ways to make Bitcoin transactions quicker so that they can be more useful. Because the bigger it gets and the slower these transactions take, the more difficult it is for it to be a legitimate way to pay for things. Have you ever... Have have you ever had the opportunity to actually use it to buy something? Have you used it at all ever once? Anytime? I have not. No, I. Uh, but you, you have some coins. I have a point. I have zero point <laughs> seven of a coin. So, like three coins. Oh, damn, that's that's worth a lot of money. But Wait, if you say, it sounds yeah. minuscule. So you got twenty. That's like twenty k. Almost twenty k. Uh, yeah, don't tell anybody. But, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's like twenty uh, bucks. That's okay. Nobody's listening. I uh, I lucked out. I I got a small inheritance and I took that money and I bought Bitcoin with it and now it's exploding. So right now it looks pretty cool, but who knows? Who knows what'll happen? But so could you conceivably cash out right now with your profit? Absolutely, I could cash it out and they would give me my money. So it becomes real. I mean, that's not really how you're supposed to be playing the market, uh, but it you well, know the, as long yeah. as the volatility goes away, fine. That's your goal is. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, I look at it as like a retirement thing. I guess you know this is my this is my big ticket long term. So you're gonna you're gonna ride or die. You're not gonna take it out and then play with the twenty grand and then put it back in and nope. take it out. Nope, I'm gonna just let it ride and see where it goes. You know, someday. Why don't you take it out and go to the actual casino? That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a ton of fun. I'm not really trying to take those kinds of risks, but uh, I'm, I'm interested in those types of gambles. I do see the intrigue and the allure, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't use Bitcoin. I never have. I don't have any immediate plans to do so, and it's just getting so expensive now that 
uh, people feel like they're missing out, but it could tank at any time, man. Who the fuck knows what? Yeah, yeah. I, you, highest it's ever been like in ten or eleven years of its existence. So. <clears throat> what will Bitcoin be worth in twenty thirty? I asked the internet, and there is. Obviously, absolutely no consensus. <laughs> could be a half million. It could be 50 grand. It could be... Fuck you. It depends on whether or not we're living in the world of Johnny Mnemonic by then. Well, the, the little explainer article kind of made me laugh when it's like, oh, yeah, it works great in, a, in collapsed economies. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I live in a, in a failed, uh, failed uh, yeah, Venezuela. <laughs> Uh, and I can't buy bread with state currency, so I can use bit. I can use one one millionth of a bitcoin to get a burger <laughs> instead of like ten thousand pesos or whatever the hell the currency of Venezuela is. Uh, don't even try. I currency to me is is just the. I don't know. It is the craziest little niche in economics. I. I don't know fucking anything about currency. I, I can't speak on it at all. I don't even really understand the gold standard. It's <laughs> like I, ba- I barely kind of understand it, but I have every single time I want to try to talk about it, I look it up. And in fact, I looked it up two weeks ago and I still forgot what it means. Well, the gold standard <laughs> is hilarious because it, the idea is like money's fictional, but this metal has <laughs> yeah. value. I think that's even though it has no my head. practical use other than like money. We think it has value. <laughs> as long as we all agree, yeah. it still has value. And then I guess money is just uh, what happens when you assign a price to it. And then it's demand based on you know who buys it and who sells it. So I don't know. It's just to me, it's still weird. I don't get it. Um, mm-hmm. Massive reserve of gold. Is our entire economy based on uh, like a couple of massive reserves of gold in this country? Is that how it actually works? The physical, no, the physical gold bars. Nixon got us off the gold standard. Yeah. So yeah. we're off the gold standard. Yes, we're. Yeah. That's how little I know about money. I know I'm so bad with money. This makes perfect sense. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with money too, man. That's why it's such a fucking joke that I'm like, I still wake up every day. I'm like, how did I stumble into this Bitcoin stupidity? <laughs> like I, I can't. Well, I, I, know, I, I, it's I know, funny. It's pretty smart. I never had the market cornered in my life. You know, it's just pure luck. That's You've funny, man. I, I, I can't believe that you have $2 million in Bitcoin right now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the funny thing is when I moved to Canada, I'm taking it with me. So fuck you, America. Eat <laughs> that, that is the good thing about it, right? You can. Uh... Right. It's international. It's no borders. There's no. Uh, yeah. well, by the time you're that rich, you won't be paying our taxes anyway. So see you later. <laughs> That's a good one. Wait, we got a rim shot for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Hey, cryptocurrency. Who the fuck knows? I think it's worth maybe looking more at in 2021, but it might be too late now. So, uh, say your way of saying, guys, don't don't even bother. You don't want to buy any of this. Well, you know, like Warren Buffett always says, buy the dip, you know? That's like the buy the dip is a credo of a bunch of assholes on Wall Street and shit. And I don't know. If there's a dip, then yeah, there's an opportunity. But As Pink Floyd's money plays in the background. You guys hearing this? The, the, pink, the pink Floyd. Oh, yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I, th- I think you got Pink Floyd open in a window somewhere. I do. Yeah, it's on purpose. Yeah? We're talking about oh, okay. play some money. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. I was just wondering Joe, if I was fuck? imagining shit. <laughs> have some fun. Fine. We'll just turn it off and sit <laughs> By the way, Warren Buffett is like 90 years old now. Yes. Is that wild? Very shit. Good. I would have taken the over on that if you would have asked. Really? Me. 
Yeah. And he like eats garbage. He goes to Dairy Queen and you know, he like eats trash all day too. So there's I mean, <laughs> he does he doesn't look terrible to me. No that's my that's my secret to success. Ed Asner's still alive too. <laughs> Good call. Shut up. Is he really? I believe he is, yes. Oh, oh god. I was at a Meyer uh, yesterday and there was one of those saw Ed Asner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Ed Asner on a on a <laughs> magazine cover. It was a it was one of those like time life uh, hey. 50th anniversary of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And, you know, and it, I, just says, it just says, can you believe it? Or just like a big question mark on his forehead. <laughs> but he oh, also but Warren Buffett in that one movie uh, uh, in 2011. I can't remember. It's about the uh, crash. It was the HBO. Oh, uh, Too Big to Fail. Too Big to Fail. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that the one narrated by Matt Damon? No, that is the documentary uh, Inside Job. That's different. Inside. Too Big to Fail is the like docudrama retelling or historical drama, whatever the fuck you want to call it, with uh, uh, William Hurt as uh, Henry Paulson. And, uh, Hank. And uh, good old Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, as uh, our buddy Ben Bernanke. I love Giamatti. That's good casting. It was good casting. I agree. Uh, how, old, how old do you think the oldest person living right now is? I, I'm just taking a guess. 118. What'd you say, Mike? 118? Yeah. 117. You are Whoa. fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. No, it's it's uh it's, 117? 117. Oh no. Where where does yeah. this person live? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll give you one guess. <laughs> uh, India. No. US and A. Ohio? No, no I wish. <laughs> Ohio. Japan. Oh, ah, shit. God damn it. Yeah. I nice. uh, that reminds me of Keith. Is Keith. First of all, is Keith Richards still alive? Of and course. If you, guys, if you guys ever uh, read that Onion article, I just, I just looked it up. The headline is Keith Richards' housekeeper has braced herself for finding dead body every morning since 1976. <laughs> <laughs> since Tattoo You. I got I to give a shout out. We have a, I don't know if you saw the news, Alto Reed died. That name, that name means that. anything to you. Uh, yeah, that, that's years long term, long time uh, saxophone player from Turn the Page, Live Bullet fame. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Did you actually have that queued up? Did you, were, were you ready to do Alto Reed? I wasn't. I just typed it in Spotify and it played in a heartbeat. How about that? Oh, wow. I, th- I thought that was You Belong to the Night by Royal Oak's own Glenn oh. Fry. It kind of sounded. Alto sound. Reed might play on that record. They are best. They were best buds. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eager. They're very tight. God, You Belong. That, that song rips. Yeah. That's how. Uh, that's how. Uh, so. Who was the guy who did it first? Uh, he did the Beverly Hills Cop uh, uh, theme song or whatever, like the main song. You know, what the fuck? No. What the heck is that guy? So the first one, and then after Glenn Frey hit it big with the first one in the first Beverly Hills Cop with that song. That was the big song in that. And then Bob Seger did Beverly Hills Cop two. He basically handed him off the deal, like, here, why don't you do it for the second Beverly Hills Cop two? So that really happened. Or was it Miami Vice? You, but it was, it was. Beverly Hills Cop, yeah, definitely. Oh shit, I know it's in Miami Vice. Like, uh, what is it? Hot, uh, something hot, hotness, uh, hot, uh, you know, not hot, 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 but hot. It's that song. Come on, nobody else want to talk about it. I can't believe nobody else want to talk about it. I'm done. Mm-mm. Ooh, Alto Reed. 
No, the fucking Beverly Hills Cop team. Where's this echo coming from? Uh, someone? Not me. <laughs> the ether. We all have headphones on, don't we? So. Oh, maybe Matt put his headphones next to the mic. Oh, this is what I was thinking of. <clears throat> Wasn't uh, the heat is on? Wasn't that Glenn Fry? Ah. <laughs> Am I wrong or no? Wasn't that Glenn Fry in the Beverly Hills Cop, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Glenn Fry on the vocals. Am I wrong? No, you're not. That that is Glenn. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Oh, that's Glenn. Yeah, that's definitely Glenn right there. Yeah. So then on the, the second of Michigan, right there. Exactly. And then on the second Beverly Hills Cop, Bob Seger did the song for that one, which was like, ooh, I can think of it in my mind, but I can't remember the name of the song right now. Anyways, they were buddies. What was the name? What's the name of the song in the first one? What's the, it's got a ridiculous name. Uh, this is on, right? No, no, no. In the the first Beverly Hills Cop, the I'm thinking of the theme song. Not, not the, what is it? Oh, you think of the theme song? Actually, well, yeah, like the intro the, song. Beep, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. yeah, that's it. Oh, that's is that Rocket? Oh, Axel F. Yeah, this is Axel F. <laughs> Axel F. From the legendary Harold Faltermeyer, great '80s. He did a lot. He did Fletch. He uh, did the Top Gun. Oh man. Fletch, uh, Fletch is another masterpiece uh, of a soundtrack. It's a great when movie. it comes to the when it comes to the, the uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a it's a great movie yeah Fletch is incredible yeah Fletch too the sucks. second one's good too uh, the second one's good the first one's great is the second one Fletch lives or is that yes. like the third one that is correct that's a, <laughs> no I think there's only two and then they're rebooting that with uh with somebody of course because um, they don't no one makes new movies John Ham John Ham they're rebooting that with John Ham. Didn't you? As, you as you're going to be in that movie? I hope so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Here we go. Fletch theme? Remember what the Fletch theme sounds like. You can you can play oh, John Hamm after an allergic yeah. reaction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> or or ten or ten rounds with a heavyweight. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear uh, that? So Kevin Smith wanted to reboot Fletch, and he wrote a script for it, and had it all lined up. But then, like, it fell apart. This is, like, obviously after he hit it big with Clerks and all his movies in the 90s. Uh, he wrote a script, and really, and it was, like, ended up being a development hell, and it got finally, it finally got scrapped. I ended up reading about this um, a couple, huh. two weeks ago, because <clears throat> when we did Sneakers on the Cinema 9 pod, the uh, director, Phil Alden Robinson, he, co he had, like, ghostwriting credits on the first Fletch script, and he started huh. talking about it on a podcast. Yeah. So. That's super. That's crazy. That that gives me too. I feel like, I feel like the type of hijinks and whatever uh, that go on in a Fletch movie are kind of like, really well suited to Kevin Smith's like wheelhouse. But I don't think Kevin Smith is like smart enough to write a good enough script for Fletch. Like I don't see him as like a cerebral uh, kind of writer. And that that, the whole thing about that is it's like uh, it's noir except it's comedy. That's interesting. I can't remember. He had I don't know. I, it's it seems like uh, he dodged a bullet there, not having that get made and having his name fucking just dragged through the mud earlier than it already did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Maybe it would have been. I don't know. Sometimes Kevin Smith can surprise you, and sometimes he bombs. So it just matters. 
it's a matter it's of, kind of like juvenile relationships, you know, relationships of like uh, they're like adult juveniles or something. It's like people are more mature than you expect them to be. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like oh, that's what it was. Like, uh, Jane Bob fine. He wanted Ben Affleck to be the reboot of Fletch, his Fletch script. That's what it was. Mm. And apparently Fletch, uh, Ben was like, this is the period of time around uh, Jersey Girl and that shit. And when he was getting ripped on for Gigli. Yeah. And there became like a war of whether he was going to stay with Disney or leave Disney. And that kind of hinged on whether or not this script would go forward with him. And uh, without Ben, Ben decided to stay with uh, whichever studio or crew that he was with, which ended up killing the project. He decided Did, to get a huge dragon tattoo on his back. Holy <laughs> fuck. I just saw that tattoo for the first time. Oh, it's is that real. Oh, Kristen real. showed that to me. Yeah, it's real. It is it's fucking heinous. I don't understand how that <laughs> how that, that happened. It just doesn't make any sense. Why you would do that. I don't know, man. It's so no. weird. It, it's completely out of left field. It looks like nothing I could have. I don't know. Kind of sounds like you are fake news. It looks, it, you know what? He's got a real bad gambling problem and he's an alcoholic, right? So maybe he lost a mad bet and somebody fucking said, gave him a surprise tattoo on his back and he had to live with it. But he's a real man and he's not going back on that. I mean, just look at that picture. It says it all. It tells oh, you everything God. you need to know Can't about Ben Affleck. It. Oh, this had smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best Ben Affleck game for sure. Uh, <laughs> He's got those right, nice, man. those nice B cups on there. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> There's that's a dragon a, under that shirt just waiting to get out, just rearing to get out. Is, I oh, rewatched, uh, I rewatched Gone Girl like a few weeks ago because I saw it in theaters and left utterly just pissed. And I hate right. in Gone Girl, but he directed Gone Baby Gone. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I got but no, in Gone Girl, yeah. I don't know that I've seen Gone Baby Gone, but yeah, I don't know. Gone Girl was, I guess, a little bit better than I remember it in theaters. It's still not Fincher's best work. Mm -mm. That's how you can eat now. Exactly. Zodiac. <laughs> you can just, uh, Emily Rada, what is it, Radikowski? She's quite attractive. Oh. So. oh, she's in that, Gone Girl? Yeah, and she fucks oh, my. With, uh, mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. She, yeah, uh, she's not. She did a good job. She plays like his mistress, so not bad. Yeah, she's Ooh. not bad at all. Right, though. Wait a minute. Was, was Nick Cage Rosamund Pike? By the way, I just not a big fan. Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Yeah, I've heard the name. <laughs> Don't know who that is. She's the main character in Gone Girl. The main female character. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. She's got no charisma as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, hard to watch. Hard to watch. Uh, was, hold on. Was Nick Cage the one? Was Nick Cage the Superman for Kevin Smith's Superman? Yeah, Tim Burton's uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, yep. Superman. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Smith's Superman had Nick Cage signed up. And there's those awesome, like, behind the scenes costume fittings where they actually have him in different Superman costumes. The long hair. With the, yeah, the yeah, with the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I kind of wish that would have been made. It would have been a disaster, but it would have been. Like a glorious disaster. We have no idea. Looking back now, I mean, yes, it's. It, I think that's why they made that documentary because they had that footage and they had enough to make a documentary out of it. And it really preyed on all of our like, oh man. Oh yes, it did. <laughs> it was real chum. It was just fucking. It was just yeah, documentary chum. <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? Oh, we were so close. Yeah, it could have been cool. Um, 
But I did uh so Scott, did you watch uh, another round? No, I didn't get to it. Oh shit. Right. I know. Well, well, I haven't I haven't until tomorrow, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you have <laughs> for 20 for 2020. You've been cramming for your 2020 test, haven't you? That's true. I have been cramming for my uh <laughs> we're trying speaking to speak. of, Speaking of Fincher, who's seen Mank? I haven't seen Mank yet either. I got to see that. Yeah. yeah, did he direct that? Yes. Oh boy. He did. So that's about Orson Welles. Or, yeah, it's about a citizen. Yeah, well, it's about the uh, guy who wrote Citizens Kane. Yeah, Citizens Kane. I said, <laughs> I, 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 I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna live this shit down. Citizen uh, Kane's, I think. It's yeah, right. yeah. If you're from Michigan. You have to, you have to put a possessive on everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when you you, you work That's for Fords and and your favorite movie, Citizen Kane's. I had the perfect <laughs> excuse. Matt had to bail me out. Well, that's how it goes. What can I tell you? I mean, sometimes. Uh... By the way, the, I just keep thinking while you guys are talking. I'm just thinking of more great drops. I was thinking of that came <laughs> from a RoboCop two. <laughs> a lot of good RoboCop drops, probably. Oh man, tons of good RoboCop drops. Yep. Uh, you guys no. do Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Well, I know uh, you did, Mike. I did uh, Zoom calls. Yeah, I did a Christmas, even a Christmas Day Zoom call that was pretty kind of dragged on. But we, you know, we had some actually interesting conversation. But yeah, it was just kind of blase. No one talked about how COVID ruined Jews go to the movies day. That's right. Yeah, Jew cool. movie day. Go to eat Chinese food. Go to the theater. That sucks. Did you guys. Uh... My, mom, uh, my mom kept the tradition. She just didn't go out, but she watched a bunch of movies in her pajamas on Christmas. Day. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's I think I actually did. everybody ended up doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you guys get around to uh, WW84, which to me yeah. just basically looked like World yes. War 84? Yes. Is 84 World Wars uh, and Wonder Woman's caused can we, them all. Can we talk about this movie or no? I mean, I didn't see it, but I can, I've can. i seen lots of reactions to this movie. All of them are getting <laughs> all so, Yeah, give us, the, give us the capsule. We can, we can talk a little bit, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're missing much if you haven't seen it yet. You're not. It's no, I, I, I think you're missing. I think you are missing a like totem of like the our cultural fucking decline. Ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. actually worth. It's it's one of the very few bad movies I would recommend because it's bad. Because it's bad in such a spectacular way. It, it's so fucking insane and like it's baffling. It's baffling how this got made, how it got made, the way it got made, and literally every choice that went into it. That's not the um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad because like Patty Jenkins was like really getting a lot of love for the first one, and then she took a shit with this one. Who's Patty? Well, the Jenkins? first one sucked too. Well, the first one wasn't great, but like but it, it was, was a better movie for sure. It was a little bit more like following the format, so it followed the format. Uh, I, okay, I'm going to stick my neck out here. I'm going to get out of my turtleneck here. Stick it out of this turtleneck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's no, a turtleneck. Uh, I thought that was a turtleneck. Um, <laughs> by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. <laughs> if there's a drop um, deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. <laughs> Uh, I gotta give me one of those, man. That seems fun. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we should all have them. Just oh, that'd be awesome, boy! Just <laughs> fucking chaos, battle truck, uh, 
battle drop the whole show. But, but I'm going to stick my neck out here and talk about the super, like, there was this, okay, it kind of started with Black Panther. Oh, I know where this is going. And then Wonder what? Woman. How do you know where this is going? I he do. knows where I'm going. Because I, I said I'm going to stick my neck out. Okay. <laughs> uh, Opposite side of the street, yeah. So, so uh, Black Panther had a sweet soundtrack. It had that going for it. Excellent it soundtrack. Awesome. Um, but it was just an okay movie. You know, it was fine. It was fine. It was a. It was just another superhero movie. The villain was cool. Michael B. Jordan. The villain was tight. Actually, was Michael hard. B. Jordan was very good. And uh, Michael B. Angela, Jordan was Angela the Bassett. actual hero of that movie, and that's yeah. the fucking problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Angela Bassett still hot. Uh, I mean, stunner actress. But, I wanted to make. Love oh, she's her. a. She's like a. She's like a statuesque. I mean, she just has not changed. She's, she's probably like sixty years old. Yeah, she, she looks perfect. like perfect. Yeah, perfect. Perfect but looking the, human being. Not a good drop. Perfect. Yeah, I gotta and, get that. And I guess I guess the movie had some interesting kind of aesthetics or whatever. But it was whatever. It was a it was a silly movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't a great movie. Uh, Correct. And. I don't know why you call that sticking your neck out. But you would out. think you would think <laughs> it was the greatest movie ever made when it came out. Yeah, that is true. Because yeah. it was great, you know, and, and I get it. You know, it's an all black cast and it, it's it's like this fake, you know, Wakanda forever is still a thing, apparently. But like, it, you know, it's it, it was a it was a big phenom, right? Because of what it was at the time it came out. But to me, it was just like, oh, we're celebrating the fact that like an all black cast made a mediocre movie. <laughs> yeah. And 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 then so fast forward to Wonder Woman. And it's like, oh, it's it's a movie directed by a woman. A great thing. Um, and it's got stars and it's about women empowerment, but not a great movie. You know, like, again, I didn't see that one, so I, I can't say for sure. Which which is a perfect segue into discussing Biden's cabinet. <laughs> kidding I, I still want to talk about these terrible movies i I've, i'm not prepared to talk about biden's cabinet right now not in the right headspace we need some bumbling uh, joe biden drops by the way the, yeah we definitely those will be those will be plenty as soon as he crawls out of his fucking hole and starts giving more interviews wow um, that's intense dude but you're right though black panther was mediocre wonder woman beyond mediocre uh really close to utterly fucking terrible and super jingoistic. Uh, really the politics are totally fucking backwards. The same with black Panther. I was listening to a pod the other day and they were like, didn't it, didn't uh, black Panther end with him opening a charter school in downtown LA? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Oakland, I think. Yeah, yeah he buys the building. That is what's happening, right? He's like basically opens a private charter school in in Oakland. In the sequel, in the sequel, he opens a private prison, privately operated prison. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's called a, yeah. I was gonna call it the the first strike prison. So you know, they, everybody goes to a to a much kinder uh, you know carceral state. I insisted. Yeah, Black Panther sucked. Um, I'm sorry. Like to anybody who may ever listen to this, who's a fucking nerd about that. Um, people got way too excited. That's that's what happens. That's the problem with identity politics in general. I mean, that's it. I mean, the whole thing is it's all representation. So if it's all about just having, uh, you know, having a, a a movie that's that mostly, you know 
that's mostly African American or a movie that's mostly female. I mean, that that's fine, but don't let them fail. Change well, that scripters. I don't know. Do something. Who's doing this act, shit? People act like it's the first time it's ever been done, and it's not. You know, like there's just oh. uh, there's just so many other great, you know, achievements well, Charles, Charles of Burnett. black cinema. Yeah, Charles Burnett is a perfect yeah. fucking example. He's amazing. But but people don't want to watch a movie about a guy who works in a slaughterhouse. They want to watch a superhero movie. <laughs> masterpiece. Well, uh, so, Madison Killer of Sheep. That is a masterpiece. So I, I've been searching for I was always searching because I've always hated superhero movies. I just don't I just don't like it. I don't I don't possess the ability to suspend disbelief. So I've always looked for someone to kind of explain that to me and i've always felt like an outcast i've always because i don't i don't actually care about star wars i don't care about star trek i don't care about lord of the rings or lord of the lizards whatever but a few years ago i think you made that last one up <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh um one of my favorite directors is uh, alejandro Inarritu. Oh, and yeah. he Bird. actually six years ago he put it oh, birdman yeah, after I saw Birdman, I think it was right around that time, 14 maybe, he he had a quote about superhero movies. And mm. It's like a paragraph long, but he says, I mean, I totally agree with you. He says, I sometimes enjoy them because they're basic and simple and go well with popcorn. The problem is sometimes they purport to be profound based on some Greek mythological kind of thing. And they're honestly very right wing. I always see them as killing people because they do not believe in what you believe. Or they are not being who you want them to believe. I hate that and don't respond to those characters. They've been poisoned, this cultural genocide, because the audience is so overexposed to plot and explosions and shit that doesn't mean anything about the experience of being human. Oh, and I was like, that. and I was like, yeah, and Yari too, speak for me. Yeah, Man. that's well, why Marvel did a better job. Marvel actually did some movies that really focused more on humanity, and I'm not saying they all are, but there was the first time in, in that genre where it was actually given a little more humanity. Not I, I, I think that's why X Men probably of all the franchises, and I have I've only seen like actually Logan. I thought was a good movie. Did you guys see Logan? Logan's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Logan's amazing. But but for that reason, because it's like those characters are human. Um, I just saw Dark Phoenix. It was a piece of shit. I don't know. I, wow. <laughs> that they okay. So they had to re they had to reshoot like half that. They had to reshoot the ending. That as soon as that happens, as soon as like you hear they're going back for reshoots like six oh, months yeah. before, it's In the hell. It's gonna be a complete fucking disaster. All they're hoping for is to break even. I think yeah. they lost money on that, but I don't know for sure. And she's not a she's not a good actress, unfortunately. Uh, the girl plays no. She sucks. She's What's perfect that? for Game of Thrones. She was see, this is the thing. When I watch Game of Thrones, I'm like, oh wow, she's a really good actress. But then when she did other parts, I'm like, oh, she just has one note and she's not that good. Who who is this? The girl who played Sansa Stark, the red haired girl. Uh, I can't think of her name at the moment. But her her role as as a you know cloistered princess girl is she's perfect for that because she is supposed to be a little stunted. But that there's Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Wonder Wonder Woman is a perfect example of this. Gal Gadot is the fucking most stunningly useless actor I've ever seen. She, she has, she has, I don't understand how she, okay, I, I get how she got in the movie, probably because she just is, you know, she looks, she's like angelic looking or something, but 
you know, <laughs> apparently this is another funny thing I heard. Apparently, uh, she couldn't she couldn't drop the Israeli accent, so all of the women on uh, you know <laughs> Lesbos yeah. Island had to learn an Israeli accent to make it sound like they were all part of the same culture. Because she couldn't even do like an American accent or you know some, I mean, something else. They said, "Yeah, hey, we'll help you out." Yeah, they're they like should've, they uh, should have yeah, just made her a uh, uh, member of the Israeli Defense Force instead of the American Army, and it would. Wasn't fine. she? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why didn't they just do that? Well, maybe a little prickly, but it's they. Okay. It's the exact same message. This movie is, Mike. I don't know. I don't know how you felt, but this movie. This was probably. And I have to say, it's like the worst movie I've ever seen based on the level of not, I didn't really have any high expectations, but based on the level of expectation and like tools and resources that went into it. Yeah. I mean, watching 2014, that uh, Roland Emmerich movie where the whole world, you know, like falls apart and it's the uh, apocalypse or whatever, as predicted by the Aztecs or the Mayans, like that is a better, that's a better movie. That, that reminds me of, do you, do you remember, do you guys ever go into Honest John's, like back in the day when John Thompson died this year, 2020? The, oh, yeah. R.I.P. I, I love but, Honest John's, but I haven't been in there a long time. He used to have a ticker, like behind the bar that was like countdown to the 2012 Mayan apocalypse. And he was selling tickets to an event at the bar for like years in advance of this happening. Yes. To an event at the bar. And he's like, money, and it, it said money not refunded if world does not end yes <laughs> yes see that's how that's how you make a movie the intro which is basically what happened with wonder woman the intro of ww of world war 84 is yeah like, it's so long and like why like we already went through this in the beginning why we i really stood out to me like uh this i don't give a fuck about this at all you know like the it opening sequence punishment it's it is punishment and that already sets the tone of like oh god it looks like they're lost if they yeah. thought cool opening, you know you're fucked. <laughs> on, on, on paper, on paper, I see one thing about this movie that I would expect to like, and that's Kristen Wiig, but she's a fucking cheetah. You are confused. This movie, this movie, expertly extracts anti Kristen um, Wiig. No, no, no. I, I love Kristen Wiig, but I don't want to see her as a goddamn cheetah. I want to see her as right. Kristen no, Wiig. <laughs> I, I, I want to see her in McGruber too. <laughs> True. Uh, she's only partially a cheetah for a. It's not a lot of cheetah, but what it's not a lot. It's more wig than cheetah. But but honestly, if this was a Marvel movie where it actually had some levity to it, she could have been funnier. But they, this movie just sucks all of the fucking like comedy out of everybody. Like Kristen Wiig, she's a, a, an amazing comedian. She's yep. not. She's not unattractive, and uh, they somehow they just. Everything is so fucking botched and terrible and and off. It's off in a way is sometimes really subtle, sometimes super fucking obvious. But she's hilarious, and there's not like one moment where you get a chuckle out of her. There's not a single laugh. You know, there's there's none no. of it. It's it's all it's all about uh, just trying. <laughs> this is not okay. It's going to sound bad, but the the movie is has such an agenda to it that it's it really makes the entire create like you know, creative products suffer uh, beyond belief. Yes. It's, co it's totally fucking incoherent. And it has, you know, five five different, it's like five different movies smashed into one. And 
I mean, you know how that happens too. It's like, okay, there's two writers that are credited on the script, but there's probably like 20 people that like did revisions and rewrites and, you know, <laughs> Patty, Patty Smith or whatever her name is. is not Patty a, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, Patty. Uh, no, Patty Jenkins. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's a complete hack. And the only thing that people liked about her was that she was a woman and she directed the first one. There's first a main one sucked. Step, the, the first was 70% of that movie was CG. It was terrible. It pushes an agenda. It's just a bunch of guys saying, "Nice Beaver." That's all it is. <laughs> Basically, that's what they're it saying. Is, but it is it is guys, it are executives. Yeah, they're it's a it's male executives that decided to put a woman at the helm of a movie and are taking credit for it. It's fucking stolen valor at the <laughs> structural level. Stolen at the structural valor. level. That's how you get eaten out. Exactly. They're they're getting patted on the back for hiring a woman director. It's a bunch I of bet, guys playing like. Yeah. Uh, offensive thing not even yelling it's just like people there's so many guys that are like trying to pick up cheetah lady Kristen wig and gal gadot in this movie and they, they constantly make it a thing like god it sucks to be a woman because they're always being like annoyed by men who want to hit on them which is true yep. there's a bunch of assholes out there but not every guy's like that either it just got like a little it was the 80s too it's supposed to be set in 84 so maybe it really was even worse at that time. I don't, there was nothing distinctively 80s about the movie at all like there wasn't even like historical context tried. But there wasn't even much of like a historical. Con- it was just the the wardrobe. The wardrobe was basically the only thing. Music. I mean, yeah. Think about it. What about okay, some music. Okay, fine, some music. But what what about? They tried to set an environment, but you're right. I see. You're right, saying. but but you know, there's there was plenty of things that we were doing in the '80s that would make the whole Wonder Woman uh, <laughs> exercise look pretty pretty bad for us. And it's like, hey, welcome to the future. There's AIDS now. Be careful. Oh, no, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> I think we got to mention that pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. There's no talk about that. There's no talk about anything going on in, the, in Latin America. There's no there's no global issues being discussed. It just it all kind of happens in these weird, like, in these weird uh, contexts that just ignore the, the broader... I mean, it's... It, if anything, this is a She's a global superhero, you know, more so than any other superhero. I mean, a lot of this takes place in the Middle East. Sorry, Matt. Part of it does, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, yeah, what's she doing over there? Because Pedro Pascal, who we haven't even mentioned yet, Pedro Pascal plays the bad guy. And, uh, I'll give him credit. I, love, I just love watching that guy. Oh, he's great. He was great in Game of Thrones. He's awesome in The Mandalorian. And he did his... He did his job in this movie playing the role that he was given. You know, it's a pretty easy role to play, if you ask me. But yeah, that's where. Who does he play in Game of Thrones? He was uh, the guy from the warm place in the south. Remember where he comes up to defend. He has, he has the sister, and they have this weird, like, sexual tension between each other, and they they look kind of bohemian almost. He defends oh, yeah, Dinklage. Yeah. He defends him when Dinklage has to take on the mountain because he's been convicted. You know. Yes. 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 But then he thinks he's going to win. Dorn, thank you, man. Yeah, he gets his eyes crushed in. His whole skull gets crushed in by the mountain. So. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that still cool. gives me the willies. Oh, yeah, it's fucking intense, man. But in uh, The Mandalorian, it's awesome, by the way. I finished that up. Do you guys watch that? I don't know if we uh, can tell. I, yeah, I, like, no. I watched the first season. I have not watched the second season. Oh, shit, I, dude. Yeah. Make sure you watch the second season if you ever get the chance. Please. I'm with John Scott, though. Do you need to like Star Wars to no. like them? Because I fuck, I do not like Star Wars. No, no, no. Herzog plays... Uh, yeah. There you go. I know. <laughs> nah, right, I know but he's, he's made some, he's made some uh, questionable, uh, oh. questionable cameos. 
look, look, they actually it's a grittier like it's not just like Star Wars fantasy bozo lighthearted fest. This thing is different. I'd recommend giving it a shot and then it's let me John know. Favreau. John uh, Favreau, Dave Ferlini, who was really the brains behind it. Yeah. It's John Favreau underrated. I don't know why I'm dying on this bill, but I just, I, I, you know, that's fine. Slightly. Is he like this much underrated? I haven't seen Swingers or the other one. What's the other one? Made. Made, uh, yeah. Ever but, seen Swingers? I know. But I, again, I, I keep bringing this. This is my one note thing. It's like, I love people who have cameos on The Sopranos as themselves, and John Favreau has a pretty good cameo as himself on The Sopranos, also involved with Christopher Maltosanti as he's trying to like get the script made. You've never oh seen? Oh my god. god! I can't believe this. I forgot I mean, about that. You are fake news. I'm blown away right now. <laughs> I think the so best. I gotta see Swingers. It's yeah. It's I mean '90s. It's that's '90s classic shit. I think the best John Favreau movie. Well, it might be swingers, but I'd make a case for very bad things. Yeah, dude, I love very bad things. Very bad things is darkest humor as, as it gets. Is he writer director there, or is he uh, an actor? Just the actor. Actor. Because he he wrote uh, swingers, right, and directed it. He didn't direct it. Doug Lyman directed okay. swingers. I yeah, think but, he wrote it, right? Yeah, he did write it. Lyman directed swingers. He did, yes. Oh, I always sure. thought that I was under the same impression until a few years wow. ago. Doug Lyman directed this. Okay. Well, so I'm inclined to think that Favreau is underrated. You get to a point though with something like Swingers. If you haven't seen it, it's like it's it's 2020 and like it's all blown out at this point. Like your money, baby, and all this other shit. It's like there's I don't know if there's going to be a lot of value in seeing that i don't I mean maybe, maybe i'm just maybe that's like being cynical but when something is so blown out after decades of people just regurgitating it oh. yeah i think it, i think it probably loses some of its juice but oh. yeah it's a, it's a good you know drink seven all day ipas and throw it on it's fine i don't yeah, know but john if so, you know so you're saying i should watch it right after i get off of this podcast yeah exactly <laughs> no i mean i loved I it like it was, it was definitely it. like one of those <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely one of those definitely one of those high school one of those like high school <laughs> college movies. I don't know for me, I'm 38. So I went to college. Like the college movies were like swingers and rounders and those oh, yeah. those kind Boil of boiler shows. room. Boiler room, which I actually rewatch I actually rewatched it like three weeks ago. It was all right. Uh, it's still it was all right. Okay. So I gotta watch that. I used to love that movie. For yeah, me, we, the, the, yeah. Those movies were like memento. Yeah. I just I accidentally watched Memento when I was tripping on shrooms and it fucked my world over. Oh wait, what about this movie? What about this one? Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. That was mm. good. <laughs> I, it's still I I think that's a top ten movie of all time for me. Of course it is. It don't holds wear up. that outfit again. I would <laughs> Matt, Matt, did you, you know? did you happen to load uh, the soundbite? Uh, do you like Phil Collins? <laughs> I don't know that one, but I'm with Matt. I, the one I was trying to find the most was that one, and I couldn't find it in the soundbite. <laughs> don't wear that outfit again. That, that movie was directed by a woman, and no one talks about that. Yeah, that exactly, exactly. Uh, Catherine Bigelow is an outstanding female director. I mean, it's just like, oh yeah, that's who I was going to mention earlier. Right. No, that wasn't. She didn't. Catherine. Bigelow. No, no. Mary Heron. Mary Heron did um, American Psycho. Yeah. Right. I'm not where's saying. She where's she been? 
I feel like she's got more movies in her. Oh, that um, movie was fantastic. Heckerling has done classic comedies. She did Clueless and uh, Fast Times. I mean, there's plenty of female directors with chops, and it's just not a female thing. If we're ripping on Wonder Woman, it's not because it's a female. Sometimes you suck, and you suck. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's it. precisely the bind we're finding ourselves in with all this identity shit is that it's beyond reproach. You can't, well, you can say, you can say stuff. Hopefully the public eventually starts to wisen up to the fact that like identity doesn't actually, you know, provide you with any type of, you know, additional talent or something. It has to be, you still, it still has to be like watchable to be watchable. I mean, why would I watch fucking wonder woman if it wasn't such a, just a massive cultural product, you know? We, That's the only reason I watch it is it is so big. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I guess I'll watch it. Just like I do with all the fucking Marvel and DC movies. <laughs> well, we've also got on this road. Like you can only direct from your experience, you know, like that's another uh, fucking myth. It's, it's a comp- like uh, the, the American psycho example is a great example. That's a yep. movie about like, you know, toxic masculinity to the max, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to the max. And, uh, oh, speaking of the max, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I love Saved by the Bell. Zach <laughs> Morris is trash. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a funny one. Uh, did you ever see like <laughs> the, the Jim Harbaugh uh, uh, appearance on Saved by the Bell two? Yeah, what? I'm Jim Harbaugh. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what he was on uh what was he on was it the detroiters that he was playing he was foaling on yes was it was a pretty good cameo that show was pretty good i enjoyed it i never saw I that show, but i heard it was great i could never figure out how to watch it i don't know how it would be funny to anyone who wasn't isn't from detroit because like all the jokes were about like local tv people like the sexy specs guy richard golden and you know <laughs> uh People they, like that. Every city's got those, though, right? I'm sure it's still funny outside of Detroit. That's true, but I guess it was just so specific. You know, it's like you knew exactly who they were do- talking about. We had a friend who used to do the sexy specs dance all the time, and it was fantastic. Was your friend's name Richard Golden? No. No. Morgan. <laughs> so Sabrina can see your asshole. Good God. <laughs> That's that's deep. That's I that's aspirational shit there. <laughs> so so it's safe to say that American Psycho, directed by a woman about toxic masculinity, taking place in the 80s, featuring tons of 80s uh cultural uh context, yes. a soundtrack uh just rife with Huey Lewis is oh, a much better, fucking more realistic uh more honest movie than Wonder Woman 84? I would say that's safe to say. Dude, I think you're totally right. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I'll have to see but Wonder Woman 84. But I'm, I'm glad we brought this up together. God, it is. Okay, so there's there's some more stuff to it. Uh, I, don't, I, I feel like it's impossible to ruin the fucking plot to this movie. I really do. I feel like yeah, I could just tell you the whole thing. thing. It's, what happened? Yeah, I, I, all, I, don't think, first, I don't think any of it would be a surprise. Mutually assured destruction. And I don't, yeah, there's there's literally, there's no element to this movie that is unique enough 
that it would like piss you off if I told you. It's not like telling you the ending of Usual Suspects while you're like going to get some soda. I'm <laughs> like, oh man, remember that that Kaiser Soze? That's that's crazy. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I would put that because that that's the only the, thing uh, about swingers. that movie, right? But that's I mean. the only part of <laughs> yeah. that movie that makes it. You can't rewatch that movie. It's it's boring. It's not. It's not very good. It's not very well like uh, structured or whatever. Or maybe it's well structured, but that's all it is. And then when you find out the hook, it's over. One woman has none of that. Has has nothing in the middle. Has nothing in the beginning, and it doesn't have a plot that's even worthy of a twist. I mean, it's not even. So this guy, basically, there's this crystal that looks like a dildo <laughs> that grants wishes. Nope. No backstory. No, it just shows up. And then all of a sudden, this is a big, important thing that everybody needs to. Needs to so this guy tries to get it. Pedro Pascal, right? Is it Pedro? That's correct. It's Pedro Pascal. Yep. Fantastic actor. Really, like, climbing through the fucking uh, ceiling on this. Like going going ham on these uh, on these lines, he was great. He put his all into it, but he had so little to do. So this rock grants wishes, and so people, when people uh, wish for something, they lose something in return. Classic monkey's ball, which which they do remind you of fifteen different times in the movie. Oh, it's a monkey's paw. It's like you, you have to remind, you know, whatever. You have to remind audiences what the hell you're talking about, I suppose. Yeah. Even something as simple as a monkey spa. Yep. Uh, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. And it goes on from there. And then then there's like some stuff with the truth rope that she wraps around his foot. And it, it provides understanding and truth, not just truth anymore. That's right. Now it's both understanding and truth. Uh-huh. And uh, and then there's the, the worst uh, denouement you've ever seen in your life. Just like the slowest... Uh, it, it's like it just, it just, it just blasts your brain all fucking movie with just like ridiculous, uh, super jiggoistic, very uh, hawkish action sequences, and then it, and then in the in the absolute like in the climax of the dome, it just stops, and it's it's completely anticlimactic uh, action, and then it's it's fucking terrible. But it is, I'm just giving you. Just some of the pressure points. I would say watch it, just given this crazy-ass pastiche that it really is, and it's a total nightmare. But it's a unique nightmare. It is a nightmare in a way that's actually special and worth watching. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we can actually we could do a full episode on it. All four of us have watched it because there is some connective tissue there that I've just like, erased from my memory. Oh, well. When <laughs> sports came out in 83... I think they came into their own, commercially and artistically. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell? Yeah. Was? See, that's a full thought. That's that's something that Wonder Woman isn't. Yeah, she has I, nothing not to say even, about it in the news. It's not a complete thought. The movie is not a complete thought. I did watch. Uh, I did watch the uh, athlete A, the uh, documentary about the Nasser and USA Gymnastics doc today that oh, was a real feel good story huh well you i think you know going in like you want to actually just learn the details of scumness that's up to you but uh it was really well done of course and uh i'm actually more angry that 
you know, Nasser's a scumbag, but these USGA pieces of shit, this guy named Steve Penny, everyone needs to know the name Steve Penny, the biggest piece of shit on planet Earth for a good chunk of years. He's still on planet Earth, so he currently is one of the biggest pieces. Of- is he in prison? He, I don't believe Steve Penny is in prison. I don't think he's been charged with any crimes. He lost his job as the president of the USA mm-hmm. Gymnastics, and that's pretty much it. Is that spelled with a Y, an I, or an IE? It's the standard classic, uh, like Brad Penny. And it's Y. Yeah, well, Bella Lugosi was a real surprise. piece of garbage too, right? Oh no! Is it? Oh, Bella Bella Lugosi? It was Bella Lugosi. What's the guy's name? This the, Bella Cotieri, I believe. Yeah, the Cotieri. No, Bella. Be, yeah, the, the Not dude. Bella Lugosi. <laughs> yes, I I know what you meant. The Bella and Marta Cotieri. I, I was I was just letting that slide. <laughs> they ran the ranch down in Texas. Yeah, and they yes, are, they ran a ranch down in Texas. They worked. They're from Romania, and they got a Romanian gold, and then they came here and defected from uh, the fucking what's that? Kukachow? I can never say his name right. Let's Hold on, back. wait. Oh, um, Ceausescu. Ceausescu. Thank Co- you. Co- Co- yes. Good job, Ceausescu. Yes. No, I, I know that from Seinfeld. When Kramer's like, "Chow, what? What?" Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But he, they. What, what am I going to talk about, Ceausescu? They brought that attitude. They beat you know beating down verbally, mentally, physically. They're horrible people, but they got results. So everyone allowed this, this environment to flourish. Meanwhile, it's an environment of silence. Nobody speaks up. You beat down 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds and submit them. No parents are allowed to be around. And what do you know? There's a doctor who happens to be a pederast who gets to be in this environment. It's a perfect storm for awfulness and scumbaggery to the greatest degree possible. We're talking about Nasser or Penny? Is Penny, also, is Penny one of these doctors or is he a... is the president and he hid it for a year. He knew about this and more people got abused. More kids got abused because he allowed Nasser to continue to do his thing. You know, and then, the, so what is it about, you know, that? And then there's now this, the, it was a recently exposed, this guy from U of M, Anderson. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Awful. Why do these, these doctors who are completely disposable, like they're like, you don't yep. need this special doctor. It's not like they're. Doing anything that that yeah, it's the old joke. It's the old joke. Go to my doctor; he's the best. What what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, yeah. There's not there's not like a hundred other doctors in like throwing like no. You're gonna really you're gonna really want to go to Doctor Drop Your Pants. He's he's the greatest. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, you're you're fired into outer space. Fuck you. I, I, I like literally don't understand that unless there's just a blackmail situation where there's complicity that the public doesn't know about. So we need to keep employing Nasser. We need to keep employing Anderson because of A, B and C. And if we, you know, this person loses their job, then there's going to be even more. You know, it's going to be even more of a shit show. I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a great question, too, right? Sandusky as well. Yeah, for sure. And Paterno died in just shame because of that shit. Died of a broken That's... heart. He lost his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You wouldn't even. It's these institutions. It's beyond doctors. It's beyond football coaches. Yes, the infrastructure is way too. Everything. Like look at at the Catholic Church. They can't. They can't. Absolutely, that's the model. It's all built on that same model. They built. They're like, I've put my blood, sweat, and life and decades into this. That's why USA Gymnastics allowed it to flourish for decades because they changed their image to this wholesome 
uh, you know, kids or big time stars like yep. Mary Retton changed the game in the 80s. And she was one of Colliery's first big, big studs for America on Wheaties boxes and McDonald's. You know, and this advertising led to money. And in the end, it's about money and protecting institutions. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah, they learned they learned how to they learned how to use PR. I, it, that's what it all amounts to. They use it for all of it. Yeah, they they learned how to they absolutely learned how to like merge uh, advertising and PR uh, in the function of something it wasn't used for in the past. Yeah, and all you do is you put that image out there, and that image immediately starts to change people's minds. And now you can, I don't know, uh, hide for another. 20 years longer than you should have. Yes. Yeah. Spotlight is one of the best, one of my favorite movies of the last decade. Spotlight oh, yeah. was good. Yeah. Didn't it win the best movie that year? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah, it did, right? One out in the second and didn't score. 2015. I, I'll have to double check. It was a great, I love Spotlight. I've watched it for being such a, about a, such a serious subject. I've watched it way too many times. I've watched it way too many times. Like a half dozen times. Yeah. You don't think it's a funny subject? No, I don't. I don't. Not a lot. I'm of jokes. like a dark comedy kind of. It was Michael Keaton's a great comedian. He is, but in this, some good laughs in there. Yeah, Michael could, Keaton was a stand-up comedian. He was. That is correct. Very good. Ah, that's right. He's a funny-ass guy, man. The Beetlejuice. Come on, Luke. You're correct. 2016 winner for Best Picture, Spotlight. Yeah. Also, winner for Best Original Screenplay by Tom McCarthy. Is Keaton underrated or is he appropriately uh, rated? I think he, he's. He's become appropriately rated after Birdman. Mm-hmm. That was stays in his pocket. He's the kind um, of guy that his his like dynamism and all that is just suited for particular roles, and it's perfect. He's he's still versatile though. He's funny as hell. Uh, he's played. He played on. Stop it! Turn that off. Can you hear that? Yes. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I didn't think you could hear that. That was Turn on my that shit off. I didn't think you could hear it. I'm on my computer. I don't know how that like, happened. What was the what was the movie that he was in? Um, oh, by the guy who did Barfly. Fuck. Uh, Michael Keaton was in a movie uh, where he played a prisoner that I, I think escapes, and he's hunting somebody down. It's called. It's not called Irreversible. Obviously, that's something different. But it's called something like that. He's hunting and, someone down. Huh. He's hunting someone down. Uh, he he's like he, it's the, the DVD is like him in a prison. Hold on, I always hey, forget this station. DVD, don't how worry about the bitch. She come with me. How, how about Pacific Heights? Can somebody help me out here. You guys ever seen Pacific Heights? One good cop. Yeah, that's another one. There's a bunch of early '90s, late '80s movies that he just threw on there. You know, after Batman, oh, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, 83, Terry Garr, uh, Jeffrey Tambor's in that too. It's a great movie. Martin Mull, that's great. It's a great 80s film. Enjoyed this. I watched Mr. Mom a couple months ago and I really enjoyed it. It's all about Detroit. He's <laughs> yeah, got his right. lion shirt on. It's cool. Wait, which one's about Detroit? Mr. Mom? Yeah. He gets a job. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. I have not seen I've not seen that movie in so many years. I forgot it was Yeah, go you'd love the uh, under your, you know class first focus you'd really find that more interesting desperate measures that's what it's called desperate measures yeah okay but actually he did uh back to backs he did mr mom and gung-ho in 83 and 85 both of those about the auto industry in a sense so maybe he was really passionate about it or maybe he just fit a bill of a a guy i don't know blue collar you throw that on there that's a good Ooh, 
Throw on Collision Course, uh, Blue Collar, and Mr. Mom. That's nice... Richard Pryor's best effort, in my opinion. Mm. Blue Collar, best. I say, I say, one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But I did watch Brewster's Millions last week. <laughs> I don't know why people don't mention it more as a baseball movie. It's a baseball movie. I mean, they play. He pitches to the Yankees in an exhibition game. It's very baseball oriented. John Candy's his battery mate. It's awesome. Dude, he pitches to the Yankees. That is yeah, <laughs> completely man. forgot about that shit. That really, yeah, because he's you know he's rich and he can do whatever he wants. So there's a there's a deep Keaton movie called Game Six that uh, yeah yeah is it a hockey. Is it a hockey? Uh, it's it, he's like a playwright and he's sweating this review from uh, who the fuck. From from Robert Robert Downey Jr. plays the guy that's going to review his play, and it's all set to the backdrop of like Game Six in nineteen eighty six Red Sox. Uh, it's it's much maligned. I think it's got you know like a zero point one on IMDb, but it's oh. but it's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, he's apparently going to be in the Flash as Bruce Wayne. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of talk about all the Batmans coming back, some type of time warp. <laughs> all yeah. the Batmans coming back. <laughs> yeah. No, him. What Bat the fuck? I don't know what they're up to, but uh, that's gonna be. Actually, that's an opportunity to be funny about it, but I don't think they can do that. Did uh, you know it was? You know, they're not COVID, good at comedy. COVID fucked a lot of things up, so this was a weird year for movies. But there still was enough new material that that uh, you know with Netflix and all the streamers pumping out enough new movies this year that I found plenty to be quite enjoyable. I think 2021, it's going to, there's going to be a lot, a big dearth. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That is definitely, you are fake news. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not fake news. I swear. It'll probably, it'll probably suit to expand the industry. So all the, I, I wonder how many industries it'll happen to, but there are so many people waiting in the wings, ready for jobs. Uh, so you have the people that were already let go and wait and get their jobs back and then you have all the people that wanted to break into the industry that never had an opportunity or it's it's really difficult to do so they've been kind of waiting in the wings uh chomping at the bit and when the demand is so freaking high i wonder if all these studios are going to start expanding it seems like a natural reaction given the how much Americans need entertainment and how thirsty we're all going to be for more entertainment. Yeah. Have you, have you spoken to our buddy Matt in Los Angeles about his, what, what's going on with him? Yeah. Uh, how it's affecting him. He, you know, he had to do, he did a shoot. I for, I don't know what the film was, but something out in like the sort of the death Valley desert uh, under COVID like, and they were, pretty intense protocols to get back to, to shooting, but he's actually been back to Michigan a few times to shoot some stuff here. Oh, wow. Um, and I think he's actually gotten more work here than in LA, which is kind of wild. A lot of, a lot of Michael Keaton auto movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Mr. Mom too. Yeah. I feel like it, we're, we're Mr. Grandma. We're a lot more, <laughs> we're a lot more capable of being distanced than you are in a densely populated area like LA. So it makes sense. Hmm. Not to mention how many. Not to mention how official. Shooting, yeah, well, it's very. It's uh, England, I think. Did anybody watch? Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Mm, uh, uh, that uh, no, with that woman who was in Beast. 
Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Again, you know, Scott, we were talking last night. I watched a movie called The Nest with Jude Law. Uh, yeah, you, uh, I, I like I like a Jude Law myself. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but the woman, I didn't know who she was. So I, again, this is in. I'm thinking of ending things. A woman I didn't recognize well. So kind of to the point. There's a lot of new faces on the scene. Is that is that her <laughs> Jesse Jesse Buckley? Is that her name? I don't know. I didn't even look it up. I know Jesse Plemons is in it, but oh boy, you don't like Jesse? Jesse? Yeah. No, I, I I I think he's a great actor. It's a little tough to look at, but he's a good oh. actor. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Buckley. Yeah, she's really good. She's in this really good kind of psychological horror movie called Beast that came out. I think it's an Aussie film. Hello, um, Beast Man. <laughs> I'm saying Charlie Kaufman has a movie and oh, a book out this year. This was a Charlie Kaufman movie. I didn't even know that. Fuck me. Cool. I watched it and I didn't even know. Holy that. shit! I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, by Charlie Kaufman. Wow. Didn't know that. He would have been on my radar every single uh, every single year, ten years ago. I haven't heard of him doing anything. Haven't heard Diddly Poo. That's no, exactly. Yeah, that's been on my short list uh, to watch, but I I think. You know, you know how things fall between the cracks because you have a thousand things to watch. But yeah, it's got it's got a very sturdy six point six on IMDb. That's Where do we watch this, Mike? Huh? Where I do we watch this? Netflix? Was it at the Netflix? Yeah, movie? it's a flix. Yeah, it's a flix movie. Nice. Yeah. I think All I used. Right. It. Oh. <laughs> I almost it's like at this point, I don't know if I'm getting dumber or if it's like. Too much time has gone by since I've rigorous, rigorously like read movies and books. <clears throat> but Charlie Kaufman is almost like intimidatingly intelligent right now. I'm like, I don't know if I have the. You, I don't think you, I got the chops anymore for this. Uh, are, are you synecdoche me you killed me. You didn't read his 720 page novel that came out this year called <laughs> Ant, called Ant Kind. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, is it spelled A N T? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, there's no way I'm reading that. I think Aaron. I think Mondry read that. Scott sounds like something oh, yeah. uh, improv actor would would read. Yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't do it. Kaufman's a Kaufman's a beast. Synecdoche. That that's a movie I could watch four hundred times and be like. Huh? I have not seen that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, the thing is, it's, it's all great and it makes sense, but it was like uh, if somebody was to ask you, can you take a second and write down what you just saw? It'd be impossible. But it, like, it feels right. It makes sense. It would be it a something. Page novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's 120 page script, be a 720 page uh, novel. Uh, yeah, it's he's, he's brilliant. Uh, and I'm definitely adding that to my list. That's how you get eaten out. <laughs> I think I, I think that's uh, Mike's way of saying it's it's time to sound off. That's right. It's time to wrap up the show, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the <laughs> It's been a lot of fun as always. Is it safe pod at gmail.com. We have upgraded and sold out to Google entirely, so you can email the show if you hear anything you like. Uh, we'll get this article this episode and the previous episode out uh Hopefully tonight or maybe first thing tomorrow. I'm very busy, guys. I'm sorry. I, I'm swamped. I can't even get a hold of everything that's in front of my face, but I'll get there. Any uh, final thoughts, guys? Happy New, Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy New Year. All right. We'll see you in 2021.